how was this spring different than last spring? Do you feel like you, you kind of came out of the storm of what happened before you got there? Well, the, the the biggest difference was installing a new offense and a new defense under uh, you know Coach Rodriguez and Coach McIntyre. So I think that was the uh, it, it was it was uh, for me it was a breath of fresh air. Just that there was it was new offense, new defense. You know, uh, so I thought, uh, but I thought it was I thought it was really good. A lot of energy, maybe maybe a sense of normalcy, Ron. I, I think that that was. You know, just 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 doing football, not worrying about scholarship numbers or sanctions or any of that stuff, but just going back and practicing football and and getting back getting back to work and moving the program forward. So, may, maybe a sense of normalcy is, is the best way to put it. Just going back to work and doing football. Did you feel a need to have a new offense and defense? You know what I I, uh, I, I felt like uh, looking at the at the uh, last year, bringing in some some real experience. Uh, you know, I thought. Um, Hiring the best people, hiring a guy like Mike McIntyre, we worked together before, so I thought that was I thought that was huge. And just he he's a great teacher. And then obviously with Rich Rod, always getting the the most out of his players. That's going to be something with a young offense. That's going to be very very important that uh, we get the most out of our guys. So so I did think uh, that experience and the fact that they're both got head coaching experience. I think that's a bonus. You know I think th those are the best guys out there, and we're able to go hire them. Uh, but the fact that they did have head coaching experience made it made it a bonus for Why sure. Why is that a bonus? Just because they see the big picture. I think um, they they sat in the seat. They don't look at it from just an offensive or defensive point of view. They're they're looking at ways to win football games. And when I'm when I'm away doing uh, things like today, and our our freshmen are reporting, and we have the whole team there, you have guys that uh, with big picture experience that are there, and it makes you feel better um, about being away. What's your feeling about all the transferring? Do you think it's more than usual? I, mean, I don't. I don't know because it's more public. Or is it? Do you feel like there are more people? I, I think. Uh, I think it is maybe a little bit more. I think. Um, I think it's moving in that direction uh, with more and more transfers, and I think the portal just kind of maybe maybe shows that and maybe maybe promotes it just a, just a little bit more. But I think um, that I don't think it, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon for sure. Do you, do you feel with the waivers that seem to be given maybe a little more readily that it's moving more toward the free agency thing that a lot of coaches? Yeah, I, I don't think I always kind of thought I like the idea of having you know when they when they left to sit out a year. But when they graduate, they get that year back. That way, they don't actually lose a year of eligibility. They actually get it back when they, you know, when they graduate. So I thought that was kind of a unique way to look at it. You know, if they graduate, then they can leave, leave without penalty. But then if they didn't, it, as soon as they graduated, they got that year back. So there's no loss of a, of a year. So I thought that maybe something we could look at. But I think, um, you know, but we'll whatever the rules are, that's what we got. That's what we got to deal with. Feel is be about. I, you know, I, I hope so, but we'll see. I, that's not my decision to make. I just thought that was kind of a, a way to kind of make everybody, that, you know, kind of a compromise. Matt, one of the players that did uh, elect the transfer is uh, Monte Rose. So, I know he kind of set up a power string. Can you talk about the conversation with him? And uh, what, did you anticipate that that move happening, or what? Um, yeah, I think any time that you're that. 
you know, it doesn't always go exactly like you want it to. There's always that possibility. Um, but again, we, we wish Cavante nothing but the best moving forward. But I just think sometimes, it, you know, it's time to move on. And he thought it was best for, for him. So we, we support him 100%. Did he explain, you know, reasoning behind it or is it just something where you well, there was just there was a suspension for violation of team rules, and it was just, it was just time. So mutually, it was best for him and, and for us just to part ways. So with transferring, I mean, if you're going to like look at a guy, I mean, is there a buyer beware kind of element to it? Because why did the guy leave? Well, I think I think as long as, yeah, I think as long as whoever calls you, uh, hey, Coach Luke, we're we're looking at whomever. What, what do you think? I think you just you're just honest and, and you tell them the truth. You tell them, hey, this guy, this is what he this is what he's good at. This this is what he's not good at. I think it's just honest is the best policy. Legalized sports betting is becoming more widespread in Mississippi. Would you right. like to see um, the SEC move forward a mandated injury report? Or yeah, I, you know, either way, I'm good. As long as everybody does the same thing and it's an equal playing field, I'm I'm fine with whatever they decide there. I, I don't think that's – I think the NFL does it and there's no problem there. So I think you see the NFL model being passed down to college more and more. So, But as long as there's uniformity and we're all doing the same thing, I'm good. Do you have conversations with players and support staff about sharing injury information? Yeah, absolutely. We don't – you know, it's uh, that that's my job to talk about on, on, uh, on Mondays during the press conference. But other than that, you know, you know, you got people trying to get information for betting or whatever, but that that's my job on Monday. So we'll we'll have a conversation, obviously, with everybody. Yeah, because I'm thinking like, you know, buddy of the. Some guy in the team. <laughs> yeah, you, but that, you know, we cover that. There, there, there's all kind of um, things that you, you cover with your team in the off season, and you're always harping on. That's one of the things you have to go a little bit more in depth on. Is sports betting? It's just education. You know, telling what people are looking for, how they're trying to get information. You know, for betting, it's just making sure your players are educated. I think that's important. What's your what was Ross work like as your AD? I thought he was. I thought he was great. Obviously, I appreciate him giving me the opportunity. Um, you know, raised our budget, did a great job with facilities. So uh, got got a lot of respect for him, and think he did a great job. But obviously, uh, Keith uh, Keith Carter. It will do a great job in the interim. Me and him were playing you know, at the same time together, and we go way back. He's got a great relationship with the boosters, and I think he'll be able to carry this momentum forward in the interim. What's your experience with uh, how forthright other SEC coaches are when you're preparing for a game to know if they're starting middle linebackers going to be playing or, or not? <laughs> you guys monitor it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do. Um, but, I mean, for the most part, you, you know, very, very rarely is there ever an issue. Maybe sometimes with – if they have a running quarterback and a passing quarterback, which one's playing? But, but very, very rarely is, is it an issue. The NFL recently banned the Oklahoma drill and a couple of other drills like that. What was your thought? What, what was your thought on that? You know, I think um, I think everything is moving forward because of player safety, uh, and just I think anything that you that that is for player safety, I think you have to get behind because that's 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 where everything's moving. So any time that you're making a move for the betterment of the player and player safety, I think I think you're wise to be on the front end of that. So you think if that conversation came up in a place like this, there wouldn't be much pushback in your room, or do you think? Well, I think um, I think they handle instead of uh, outlawing certain drills, it's the amount of times you can practice in pads and the amount of times that you know you can't have two a days anymore. You can have a practice and a walkthrough. So I think we manage it with how many days you can have in pads as opposed to certain drills. Yeah, the SEC came to you and said you can't do this drill, that drill anymore. Would that feel like a little bit of encroachment? Yeah, I, I will have to cross that bridge when that comes. I, I don't, I haven't, I haven't heard that right. yet. Yeah. Coach, have you realigned your staff at all to have anybody monitoring the transfer portal? Absolutely, our, our recruiting office does that.
Did you? Did, I mean, you made some changes for that reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. You have to monitor it, and I, you know, it, it. The biggest change for me was in uh, you know signing day, knowing you have that transfer portal as a backup plan if you don't get. X, X, Y, Z, you have the opportunity to go out there and get a transfer. It does affect you a little bit just in managing all your numbers. That's kind of the side benefit of it, I guess. I mean, yeah, you I mean you just got to, those are the rules now, so you got you have to play play by those rules. And I think, uh, but just managing your numbers and having that out there does give you a chance to maybe recruit one if you don't sign one on signing day. How difficult is that, though, the, the roster management? Yeah. Now 25 per class. I mean, you know, how do you juggle some of that? Well, it's de it was definitely added layer, especially with all the stuff we were going through. Uh, you know, we, we were able to sign six back toward last year, then 25 for this year. So we we're able to get 31 to finally get back to 85 for the first time. So just it's, it's always a, uh, a roster management issue, and, and I think dealing with it is always tough. Whether you have guys leaving early to go to the NFL or the transfer portal. I think that's an added, you know, level of difficulty that you have to do when you're managing your roster. Did you have to? Sorry, did you have to add staff to to do? No, no, yeah, just you just added a responsibility to existing staff. Do you think there it could get to a point with the portal where everything is that maybe you know upping the amount of players you can sign per class 28, 30 would kind of alleviate some of the issues because right now we're still very early in the process, but you can see kind of maybe down the road you not you don't have enough spots to sign to fill your roster. Yeah, I think I think there will be some talks about initials and how many initials you do have because there will be some unintended consequences to the transfer portal. There always is with any any new rule, there'll be some unintended consequences. But I think um, you know right now I think it's important just to try to make sure you ma you're managing it the best we can. And it, has, it hasn't been a huge issue for us with this portal yet. But um, it, it always can be. For sure. how, how clear are you on on what constitutes a a favorable waiver? I mean, it almost sounds like yeah, the other guy's there, but he's going to play. Or is it, I mean, how no, do you know? I, how much do that? Do you really know? Yeah, I, I mean, you, you don't. I mean, it's just a really. It's it's that's not a decision that we make. That's up to the NCAA with with the waiver. So I. I probably couldn't comment on that because it's you know it's, that's not a decision that you're making. But does that factor into some of the players you consider their their story or their situation? Or yeah, we haven't had a situation where we've done that yet. So I you know but I, so I don't know that. And the NCAA looks at name, image, and likeness potentially compensation. Do you have as a head coach a locker room concern if your running back is getting twenty grand from the car dealer? Uh, yeah. Does, does that worry you? Um, it, it doesn't worry me because it hasn't happened yet. But as um, it's like anything else, when anything does get passed, um, it'll be education, and you know you you would learn from the NFL model and how they do it, and talking to NFL coaches, just try to get as much information on it as you can as far as managing your locker room. Do you worry that one assistant gets paid more than another assistant? You know what? I think I think that's part of your job as a leader. Yeah, I mean that's part of your job as a leader is to manage different personalities in your building, and all of our salaries are public, so you have to deal with that some on your staff. But it's just about managing people and, and relationships. It, it would it would be similar. How much concern is there among? I mean, even just privately, you know, among coaches about what how that would change the dynamic if certain players on the team were actually being paid for their likeness? Well, it's just, it's really hard to talk about it until they tell you exactly here's what's happening. It's, you know, because you can speculate all you want, but there's just going to be some back and forth and it's going to be in court for a while. So I'm more of a guy, okay, this is the, these are the rules and this is how we're going to deal with it. So I think once we get the, the finite, okay, this is what it is, then you can move forward and deal with it. As a head coach, are there any concerns uh, 
as far as the uh, end state of alcohol ban being lit to this being talked about right now? Uh, not really. I'm... Ole Miss, we're fortunate because of the Grove and Vault Hemingway. We got a great game. We got kind of a bucket list game day experience that people travel from all around to come see. So we're, 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 uh, we got a great, you know, fan experience regardless of what happens. So I, it'll be interesting to see what happens, though, for sure. Do you think that, that rule or the ban is kind of archaic at this point? You know what? I think um, all the people that are making that decision, they're getting all that information, and you know, they'll, they'll, and they'll make the right decision. But again, we're, we're on the field coaching that. <laughs> That's a, trying to win games on the field. But it's a. Uh, but again, I'm sure they're going. All the people that are making that decision are getting all the information from the NFL and maybe some of the colleges that are doing it, and getting getting that info. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Coach, I'm just going over the topics here, alcohol sales, uh, paying players, player transfers. How close is college football getting to be the NFL? Uh, you know what, I think um, they're, they're, you know, I think college football is special. I think having that, um, that passion for your school and, and those things, I think that's what makes college football unique and, and special. And, um, you know, I, I think um, we, we want to try to keep the collegiate model intact as much as possible.